my people, I'm back. Um, I got another controversial topic, if you will. No, I don't, you know what, for today's day and age and Generation Z and Millennials, this is controversial, but the logical thinking man, this is more of matter of fact. We, we, when we discuss nature and biological, you know what I'm saying, hardwiring, then there are a lot of uncomfortable truths that come with that. And the thinking logical initiated man, which I think I'm going to coin, or not necessarily coin, but that's that's where I, I will kind of plant my feet as identification. I mean, you know, and what I mean by initiated men, that could be a man that full-blown identifies with MGTOW or a man who's, quote, on one of the red pillars, even the PUA types, the, the dating coach types, you know what I'm saying? Initiated men, to me, are essentially men that are aware, that are aware of society, nature, and objectable, or, sorry, observable reality. Now, women seem to be the primary topic when discussing these things or of these groups, and it's not as most shaming tactics will, or shamers will throw at men. This isn't a type of incel response, as most everybody always tries to fucking say. This is simply men who have been through some shit and want to talk about the truth. The truth is that the vast majority of cheating is done by women. And in nature, the average guy, which is the majority, do all their cheating out of neglect. And what do I mean by that? Women cause 100% of cheating. I'm not being sexist. I'm not being a pig or anything like that. I'm not a misogynist. But since men are cheating out of neglect, you know, for the average guy, not the the dude with options and all that, because well, a lot of times the dude with options just pseudo-commits. He's not really in relationships. He's kind of just, you know, with misses right now, if you will. Um, when that guy dates, as far as plutonically, if you will, that guy's only doing it because she's just a hole that's just there for the moment. Now, not all of the quote-unquote alpha bros or quote-unquote top-notch men are out here, if you will, dehumanizing or what is the what is the shit that feminists like to say objectifying that's the word objectifying women like that where she's a walking pretty much flushlight or blowhole for him to stick his dick in but we have to come to terms with that that at the end of the day a significant amount of women see men as a walking wallet or you know a utility i would say 99 percent down near 100% of women view men is just a simple utility now I'll get on the topic in a second here but just let me just kind of clear some things up where they talk about men and women and all that where women, men and women men and women naturally look at each other as types of utilities if you will um, unfortunately it's a very oversimplification of the gender dynamics but to a lot of women 
the utility, you know, they objectify or whatever you want to call it with men. They look at men as two things. Men can provide two to three things for women at the end of the day. All men are supposed to provide some type of security for women. You know, the whole protect women, you know, protect, protect, like particularly black women. Oh, the black man don't protect us. So protection, right? So security, there's three utilities that men provide. Social, and social is a big one. Uh, and financial. So security, social, financial. Now, social is when a woman is able to get in the temporary relationship with the, the quote-unquote alpha, the good-looking guy, the guy with tons of options. Because for a lot of women, it's kind of like, look, if you're a hunter, the, for my hunting folks out there, for you to get like a a huge buck with a huge rack. I mean, rack on the head, not... I'm talking about hunting now, right? Or, I guess for you, you know, for you gamers to beat a game that nobody could beat. You know what I'm saying? Women want ex- to, even if it ain't, ain't true, they want to feel like they have exclusive possession of something other women want. It's almost like when I talk about women living in an internal, internal adolescence, that's what that is. Women want to, quote-unquote, trap the top guys... Not always for financial, because the reason, especially in the black communities, the canary and the coal mine for a lot of these social, you know, ilk or norms, that, like, for example, the black community, a lot of the quote-unquote alphas, or the chads, or the, the tyrones, if you will, they are dudes who may not have a lot financially. A lot of these dudes that are running through the single mother circuit, as I like to call it, they're getting all this single mother pussy. A lot of these dudes are broke as fuck. And why a lot of these busty, dusty single mothers or the average black woman go for the thug types is not because of financial security. It's because that dude is providing her social, a social type of, uh, if you will, validation. And what that is, is women just want an exclusive possession of something that other women want. It's the same thing from when we were kids and when you don't want a toy, but then another child picks that toy up to play with it and you all of a sudden want that toy. At the end of the day, it's just another type of objectification. So I don't want to hear this shit. When men are essentially treating women as a walking pair of tits and ass, it's a part of the normal human dynamic because women do the same exact thing. For us, for the regular average guy, we have to be security in a wallet. So we're essentially her protection and her financial blanket. So it's financial security and physical security. So we are all, in one way, shape, or another, objectifying the other gender. So that's why feminism is bullshit because that it happens across the fucking board. I don't want to hear that shit. Now, on the topic of what I wrote about for you know for the show, why I blame women for 100% of cheating with all due respect. Oh, okay, let me take that back a little bit. Let's dial it back. 75%. 75%. Because a lot of men that cheat is kind of out of neglect. When women, especially when they're, you know, hypergamy, all women have hypergamy, right? So... If a woman's in a long-term relationship and, you know, her, her, she gets bored, women get bored very easily. If you dial back on any type of the utility that she values you for, because at the end of the day, most relationships are built on that, she will get turned off. 
And when a woman gets turned off, it's either A, because there's another guy who's triggered her hypergamy, or the fact that she's just plain bored. And that happens a lot. So, when a woman gets bored and her hypergamy starts to seek elsewhere, she neglects the guy she's with. She doesn't, you know, she's less intimate with him. She's more demanding, as in like, hey, uh, I need you to kind of financially step it up while she romantically steps it down. Now, a lot of that may sound ridiculous, but all it is, is kind of like simple, like how men do a lot of cost with women in relationships and in general. If you're a smart guy, it's a cost benefit thing. And when women do that in relationships, when they get more and more secure in the relationship, they dial back essentially what they put in. Cost. They don't want to put in as much as they were doing previously because they know that they may have you secured for whatever reason they may, you know, I don't know what. Let's say just time has been put in. Or it may look like you ain't going anywhere. And that's what's, you know, sidebar here. That's what's sad about a lot of young men is they get tied down by a woman. And I'm not calling the, the, the old, there are old, old male, I guess, tropes that say, you know, when it comes to dating and relationships, a lot of women are dream killers. And that reference isn't to say women stop, you know, advancement or anything like that. But what happens is in relationships is you, people, there's a lot of it's a different, you know what I'm saying? The two people kind of. I don't want to say, you know, settling so much as, as, you know, you get people that just get too comfortable. You'll, you'll get comfortable in that relationship. People get secure in that and they let shit go. Men let go of their dreams. Women may let go of the effort she puts into maintaining that relationship because at the beginning of a relationship, a lot of times women fuck the shit out of the guy she's that's her essential perspective or prospective, whatever, I'm sorry, excuse my language, um, as far as uh, vocabulary mistakes, uh, perspective, that's what I meant, perspective uh, boyfriend, if you will, right, that guy, she's more than, it's just horniness for a woman, I'm not going to dismiss female sexuality, um, because they do have it, it's just nowhere near as high as males, that's biological fact, so, while, she may enjoy all the sex that she's having with, you know, the potential boyfriend guy that she's got marked, if you will, at the time. But, you know, probably a th- she only needs about one third of the sex that she's having at the beginning of the, re- you know, relationship or during the pining phase, if you will, or the uh, vetting. Because people, you know, in this day and age, everybody's fucking, right? So while people are in that fucking initial stage of, you know, sometimes five, six days a week of sex. I mean, I've seen that before. I've experienced that before. Women may only actually need or enjoy, or you know what I'm saying? It's almost like a, feels like a necessity. When you are, when men are horny, it's like almost a necessity. And it's also how we experience intimacy. Men are physical beings. We aren't emotional. We aren't in tune like that. It's just biologically speaking, we feel, we get our intimacy through physical, you know, sex, and 
what I'm saying is that a small percentage of the sex that goes on in beginning relationships, I guess, if you will, is what the women do to secure that guy. But what happens is women dial it back. Time goes on. You get deeper into the relationship. She get, she may get bored. Like I said, hypergamy gets triggered, all that, right? She may dial it back too much because she feels at this point, like, well, I've secured the dude. I, I really don't need to fuck him. You mean, sometimes we do get fat. We get old. We get boring. And I'm not blaming women, you know, for hypergamy because that is an instinct. But these things happen. And what happens is they pull back so much in the relationship that you the guy is like, well, what the fuck? It's like he's not in a relationship. He's putting in all the costs of a relationship. And it gets to a point with a lot of relationships, right, With for the, from the man's perspective. This is what happens. You are paying it forward. Like your costs for this relationship has gone up. But your benefits have almost evaporated. It's like working a job and not getting a fucking paycheck. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens in a relationship. And that's why I say some some cheating comes from neglect. Because if you use the job reference that I just made, let's say, for example, you're fucking just busting your ass. Job reference, right? So you're given a company, you start off 40 hours a week, and you were getting nice checks. You're like, cool, this is awesome. The check's good. I'm, you know, I have a decent work uh, work uh, rest life, if you will, or work uh, home life, whatever you want to call that reference, right? Work home, work rest. And then it gets to the point where, all right, now you got to increase your hours. You're pulling 60 hours a week. So you fucking doing, you're doing extra work. You're putting in extra effort yet. Your checks haven't gone up. In fact, your checks have gone down. That's how relationships end up for men. And the cheating isn't because, oh, I want to hurt this bitch. No, sometimes the guys cheat because like with the job reference, another job may come along and offer you part-time with a fucking essentially offer you a raise at part-time and sometimes that you know that new job is some bullshit but as a guy you see that shiny new relationship or shiny new job not as you know your your perspective next job if you will but a better deal than what you have now sometimes it's not sometimes dudes I'm not, I don't condone I think cheating is some bullshit and people should just be honest with each other and break up. People are so fucking afraid to break up in today's day and age. There's so much cheating going on. There's so much shiftlessness. There's so much like, especially with women, gold digging going on. And it's just like, how about you not seek it out from that person? How about you go do these things on your own? Why people can't be more honest, more independent, more, uh, let's say self-actualizing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Self-actualizing, I think is a good term. Like why women can't go, especially in the day, today's day and age of feminism and gynocentrism. The fact that you all are still seeking out men for financial security, if you will, is some bullshit. Because in the average major city, women out-earn men. And there are companies that intentionally pay more women more than men. Because they want to, quote-unquote, balance the gender uh, pay. The pay gap, if you will. Which the pay gap doesn't exist. In fact, in, uh, like I just referenced, in major cities, the pay gap is in women's favor. But nobody will bitch about that. I'm not. I don't care. I'm going to bust my ass regardless. Do what I got to do regardless. But this is what our, where I'm getting at with the cheating. Now, to cover essentially women's end of it, I don't want to go on and on and on. Like I said, I wanna, I'm going to shorten my episodes a bit, if you will. From the woman's perspective, 
she cheats. Women cheat just because they fucking can. Because of hypergamy, women can rack up you know, from a sec- from romance from a romance and sexuality perspective. Women's options are almost limitless. This is a bottom. She has a bottomless pit of options. It's as if it's the it's as if you're a 18 year old basketball phenom. You're gonna you're essentially at age you know let's go back on that. Let's say like 15 years old. Essentially, you're destined for greatness. So as all women, no matter even if they're fat for some reason, they get all this essential success or potential front loaded to them because of the dating dynamics, because of how thirsty men are, because of gynocentrism, it's a bunch of different things, sexuality, all that shit, right? Women get their options front loaded to them at a young age. And it's one of the prime reasons why they exist in a uh, an immortal adolescence because they are presented with all these options not only that, but it's, it's almost from birth because you notice how women are with their female children versus their male children. They will hold, as moms will hold their sons to a significantly higher standards than they do their daughters. Sometimes it's not always true. And, all, and again, the black community is the canary in the coal mine for this, but a lot of times it's the reverse in the black community. And that's why you have all these effeminized bitch ass dudes. I won't say the N word. I'll try to stay away from that. Um, but you have these effeminized bitch-ass dudes and these masculine-ass women because a lot of, unfortunately, young black women are forced to grow up at a very young age. They are neglected. They are almost... Some of these, in horrifically so, some of these women are actually pimping out their fucking daughters. Literally and figuratively. But that's not the point. All I'm saying is, essentially, when it comes to dating, women get the, you know, the... I guess if you will, the head start, their head start is front loaded to them by at least 15 years compared to a man. And what they're doing with that head start is essentially shitting it all away and pissing it all away because of hypergamy and, you know, we've got nature, we got environment. So nature, hypergamy, environment, dinocentric America. And that's essentially the only major two factors is, uh, well, government. So you could say that's a part of, uh, environment as well. Dynocentric America just is an all-encompassing thing. So, with all that, it essentially encourages women to kind of use and abuse and toss men to the side and be the ser- be serial cheaters because what consequences do women face for cheating? We talk a lot about, oh, oh men are cheating and men are pigs and men are dogs and treating women like shit and you all can't keep your dicks in the pants. And you, Women are projecting their dating options on the men. So when they see the Chad Alpha bro, the top guys are out here fucking a bunch of women. They think all dudes are out here doing that. And they don't see this like incel epidemic. Now I'm not saying there's a significant, there probably is a lot of men, maybe who aren't virgins, but sexual frustration. A lot of men are extremely sexually frustrated. And the projection that women have is because they want the perfect top 10 fucking 90 or 1% type man. They think the guys are incels because their standards are too high because they want a perfect girl. No, not every dude really needs an Instagram chick. I mean, I personally like, it's not even out of desperation or low standards or being realistic. Well, I am being a bit realistic with that, but I legitimately am sexually aroused by, a, 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 you know, thicker women, if you will. I don't like gigantic bitches, but, you know, fluffier, if you will, between fat 
and fit women. Like right in that, I think there's a little happy medium. Now some of you, oh, you just want the perfect girl. Like no, and she's pudgy. I like a pudgy. And Amy Schumer build it's great for me. I don't care. A lot of guys don't like that. But my, the issue is with these fluffier girls, the Amy Schumer types and all that, and the quote unquote plus size supermodels. Why the people are looking at plus size supermodels is ridiculous because these bitches' standards are insane. These bitches will be 260 and be like, I need a man with a fucking six pack. Like, what? But what are, where's your six pack at, bitch? And I'm talking about the one in your fucking fridge, which is neither here nor there because I, I did get off topic a bit. That is all. That all ties into what I'm talking about. Essentially, women have it front loaded to them, and so there's no societal check to kind of be like, "Hey, don't cheat on your men. Don't be shiftless. Don't be, you know, saying it's almost encouraged because essentially what the term is, what they're doing is they're being hypergamists, if you will. A woman actually, a woman actually coined herself that uh, in an article, and I've spoke about it in a couple of episodes. You know, an episode in the past, within the last month or so, I say, um, but that's neither here nor there, uh, just to wrap this all up, if you will, women just cheat because they can, simple, plain and plain and simple, that's what that is, that's what's going on, they're cheating out of boredom, they're cheating out of just, because their hypergamy is triggered, and sometimes they just do it as something to do, it's kind of like, Women get to live the lives of the fucking 1% guys, but they project that on the 99% of the men, and then make men, you know, the average got average, above average and below, suffer the consequences of their fucking front-loaded lifestyles. Because at some point, they are going to lose the thing that men have that men have valued them the most for. I don't give a fuck who you are. So that's why I've always tried to talk to young men, I'm never going to, I'm never going to quote unquote, unblue pill or blue pill guy, but my conversation point with a lot of these young men, I was like, yeah, sure, pussy might feel great now, she might be beautiful now, but she has been front loaded, everything, and at some point, she's going to need to bring more to you than what the fuck she looks like, because that will go away. And what are you and her going to have since you, especially you white guys, right? When you rush into the fucking marriage, because essentially, you don't know what love is. You're horny. You're fucking. You're in your early twenties. You're full of fucking testosterone, and on a subconscious level, you may love the girl because she's providing you the. the we talk about nature and utility, right? For men, it's all about dominance and sexual gratification, if you will, because of the fucking testosterone just completely gone, like out of whack in your twenties. It's just, it's nuts. So what happens is. On a subconscious level, you're like, oh, I think I'm in love, but you're not, you, you're calling it love, you're saying you feel it as love, and but you're, essentially, you're devoted to the, uh, what you feel and perceive as guaranteed pussy. At some point, what gets your dick hard, she's gonna be a wrinkly old bag, probably sooner than you think, and if she brought nothing to the table but that, sometimes... It is a dick move because she did commit in a lot of cases, particularly with the young white guys. Sometimes these women are committing to you at a young age and they're being good girls to you and they're committed and they hit the wall essentially and a lot of the guys start abandoning women. So it does happen. It, this shit does go both ways. I'm not going to sit here and say the men are saints in these, in these situations, but 
But to sit here and say one gender or the other is like the, the ones we're going to sit here and demonize, uh, I can't do that. I will, you know, as I just explained, still kind of hold, I say, more than half of the cheating is still on women or they're, they're not necessarily on them, but they're definitely performing most of the cheating. And this isn't out of, you know, maybe they aren't nefarious in the same way that guys aren't nefarious. Because later in life, when she's past the wall, the guy's doing the cheating. And when women are front-loaded all the, the, you're pretty much the head start in the dating market, they're doing all the cheating. So it's got, you got two sides, you're kind of just shitting on each other. Which is neither here nor there. But that's just what I wanted to cover. Like, the gender dynamics of cheating. Which is a, you know, it's a controversial topic for the uninitiated, for the blue pillar, or for the Gen Z and millennial. Super sensitive, particularly liberal individual. But, that's all I wanted to talk about. Um... It's the middle. It's uh, toward the end of the week. A uh, weekend coming up. Try to, uh, I, I guess if you will, uh, the preachy part, if you will. Men, try to get something productive out of your weekends. I know because of Gynocentric America, the, the common mentality is weekends are for clubbing, partying, drinking, enjoying yourself. But a lot of times, I think men, especially young men, you just stay away from alcohol. I'm not saying don't drink. You should enjoy your drink every now and then. You drink every now and then. But... Try to use your weekend to be productive. Try to use your weekend for you because a lot of you, and especially in the, the today's job market, you're giving a lot of, you know, 40 hours or more of your time to a job. On how much of your time are you giving to yourself? Why not take the weekend and do stuff for yourself? Advance yourself. Take a class. Take karate lessons. Take whatever it is that you want to do, whatever passion or side project you may want to work on in your life, you know, use the weekend for that and not partying and clubbing because at the end of the day, the party and club scene is designed for and built for women to essentially have hypergamy hopscotch and it's not built for you guys. So at the end of the day, that's all I wanted to talk about. Y'all have a good one and I am out.